Today, in which youths are growing up, is extremely diff- different from the world of their parents' childhood. Screens have integrated into our daily lives. It's not surprising that kids are spending more time engaging with digital media more than ever before. So joining us this morning to discuss digital well-being for youths is Officer Amber Khan of HPD. Officer Khan is a 13-year veteran with the Houston Police Department and is currently the Officer of Community Affairs. In her years as a detective, she has worked many proactive investigations. Many have been social media-driven investigations as well, involving narcotics and human trafficking. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome back uh, doc, uh, no, Dr. <laughs> <the> office. <laughs> I've had so many doctors One on day. this show. <laughs> I'd like to welcome back Officer uh, Amber Khan to Chai Time. Good morning. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you guys for having me. Having oh, me back. I know. I'm so happy that you're back. You know, the first time when mm. you were here with us, we were the first radio show that you came on. Right. And uh, it was so wonderful to talk to you then. And I'm really looking forward to discussing this important topic uh, with you as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, this is an important topic that, um, you know, just spreading the awareness and stuff for our youth and to their parents is just for their own knowledge so that they can, you know, have better communications about it and other things. Yeah, definitely. So let's begin with uh, what is uh, digital well-being? Well, so I'm sure you guys already covered this also um, when you guys were talking about imposter syndrome and and all of that, right? As you just said, uh, screen time, uh, screens have become a really big part of our lives, especially post-COVID, because there's a lot more kids that are maybe homeschooling. There's already a lot of work that kids have to do online, on computers, laptops, whether it's at school or at home. And so digital well-being is just being able to, you know, we have to accept the fact that we can't live a life now without, you know, without screens. And so uh, to have a healthy relationship with technology and to be able to balance that and just as, you know, diet and exercise is important for us, it's important for us to uh, practice healthy, you know, healthy amounts of time as far as uh, online on screens. Yeah, yeah, it is. uh, We and since the pandemic, we are more so onto our, you know, all our devices, Um, not only adults, but, you know, little kids as well. So Mm -hmm. that that has become our sort of like um, a company, part of the family, you can say. (laughs) (laughs) So why is this important? And how do we limit uh, screen uh, screen time? Okay, so it's important because, of course, there's a lot of um, health um, effects on our health. And especially, you know, and we're talking about adults, it affects our health and well-being as well. And so uh, more so with kids because kids are still developing, they're still growing. And so it can have an impact on their emotional and uh, psychological well-being, especially teenagers when they're already very uh, concerned with their self-image and how they look, their perception and everything. And so social media, for instance, can really tend to distort that, uh-huh. especially like TikTok, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all the filters that are out there, you know, and not appreciating like who you are for, for your own self. And so it's important to um, be able to limit screen time, especially when kids are younger, right? Um, so some ways to go about doing that is, of course, 
have a conversation with the kids, tell them that, you know, it's not so good for you to be always on your, you know, device, whether it's tablet or phone. I know a lot of kids, younger kids, um, they end up having tablets, right? Like yeah. those little iPads and, you know, yeah. they have their little security on there. So, you know, they're just playing games. But uh, at the same time, too much screen time is not good for their health. Uh, it can also affect their sleep if they're on it too much, if they're on it a lot before they go to bed. And so it's important to be able to, you know, if you're if you're going to especially allow kids to maybe watch shows on YouTube, stuff like that, right? Because even adults tend to watch stuff on YouTube, shy times on YouTube, right? <laughs> <laughs> so co-watching is yes. really important, especially with like younger kids and meaning that you guys are sharing that experience together. And then that way, if they are watching something or whatever, you can also kind of like talk to them along the way about whatever it is that they're watching and also be like a teaching experience for them. Mm -hmm. uh, other ways to limit, of course, if you're going to tell your kids that, hey, you can't be on your phone, you know, 20 hours a day, then that means you also have to model that behavior, right? Correct. So that's also really important. Um, of course, um, we're all aware of all the security protections that are on our phones. And so there's a lot, even like on, on like your kids' phones and tablets, there's a lot of ways to control what they're doing, how long they're on, every single app and security features and everything. So we can delve into that. Yeah, let's get into <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I think all the parents want to know. <laughs> so there's a lot of free apps also, right? Let's say your kids already have uh, devices, tablets, mm -hmm. phones. Um, so there's a lot of free apps like uh, Daywise, Custodio, that's with a Q, uh, Kids Locks, uh, Norton Family, Parental Control, um, so there's a lot of free apps out there. There's some that you can pay for as well, like Bark. And they will kind of keep track of like text, what websites they go on, all of that stuff. Now, outside of these apps, you can also do this on your own um, by, you know, conducting checks of their phones, like random checks. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is something that you can let them know about, like be transparent with them. Mm -hmm. Maybe when you first buy them their phone, hey, okay, you're getting this phone. This comes with a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of things that are on here. You know, it's good for you to use it, right? Because they should know how to use it. And there's a lot of positive things that are online too that they can benefit from for school and everything else. But let them know that, hey, I will be checking your phone, yeah. right? I bought you this phone. <laughs> I spent the money. I'm paying for the bill every month. And let them know you're going to check it, right? And they should be okay with that. Okay, let them understand and walk them through the settings. Um, you can limit uh, how much time that they're allowed to be on each app. Like apps have this built in because they're aware of the problems that some people are having, right? With uh, tech addiction, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, you can limit how much time they spend on the app. And they build that in more so for adults, you know, because even adults have a problem with these, you know, social media apps. It's hard to just stay off TikTok. It's a quick video. It's a quick yeah. video. It's yeah. instant gratification, right? And yes. so uh, impatience is also something that, you know, like child psychologists seeing with kids because instant gratification, you get what you want right away, right? They don't have to wait between commercials to watch a cartoon like we did growing up. <laughs> they can watch whatever they want when they want, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so some other important things is, you know, aim for phone-free dinners, right? Meaning everyone, including you, don't have your phone at dinner time, right? At least have it on vibrate if you have to have it if you're on call or, you know, something like that for work. But 
kids definitely don't allow any tablets or phones at dinner. They get sidetracked. They really don't finish their meals or they get the food all over the place. (laughs) And so dinner time is like an important time where you actually get to kind of bond. And so, you know, maybe if you want to have a TV in the background, right, but... Keep in mind that TVs are also a screen. Yes, so that's right. It counts as screen time. Yeah. So no phones at dinner time, and uh, don't let them go to sleep with their phone, right? So meaning that maybe you charge the phone in your room, or you charge your phone somewhere else outside of their room, mm-hmm. and um, also with sleep because uh, there is there have been studies done where show that you know using your phones like right before you go to sleep can also cause problems with sleeping, falling asleep easily, uh, anxiety, depression. There's a lot of different things that are associated with too much uh, screen time. And so at least one hour prior to maybe sleeping, like don't let your kids have their phone, just take it and they're done for the night. And that way you're not worried about, you know, them doing other things if they can't fall asleep. Yeah, it's hard. I I know I remember when my kids were young at that time, you know, cell phone wasn't an issue at then, Mm -hmm. but it was TV. So Mm -hmm. it was for us as a family, that was the rule, like no TV in, uh, you know, when we're having dinner, you have Mm -hmm. to have conversations. And it's not like you cannot have conversations because we hardly see each other. You know, kids are Mm -hmm. constantly, I mean, they're in school all day. We are at work all day. So when you're having that one meal, there is so much to talk about. It's just how you bring about bringing up, you know, like, how was your day starting off that way? And then to continue with that. But I I think sometimes, you know, there are so many excuses that parents say that, oh, we don't have time or, you know, like they're so focused on the work that they forget that, you know, you have to push work aside at that time, at least during dinner time. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, focus more on on the kids. Right. Absolutely. And so you get that FaceTime and you can see, you know, if your kids just distressed, are they stressed out? Are they anxious? You know, what's going on? You can kind of see it on their face. It's it's your kids. So you're going to be able to tell. Right. But you have to make that connection. You have to reach out to them and force them to have that conversation. Yeah, it becomes a habit (laughs) after that. (laughs) Right. So, uh, Officer Khan, share some right or wrong online behavior we should be aware of. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, when when it's when you're about to buy your kid, for instance, their first phone, or you get them their tablet, right? Uh, to have that conversation with them, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, so so you know, you realize that there are people online that you may encounter that you know they're not all good people, right? Everything you find online is not true. Right. There are people that make stuff up Mm -hmm. and uh, not everyone is being honest about their age, their name or any of that stuff. Right. Uh, It's also important to um, before they start engaging in online uh, apps and and this goes for like gaming and stuff, too. Right. Like Roblox and stuff. That's a really popular game for kids, too. Um, It's important to stress for them to not share all of their private information, like where they live, where they go to school, their phone number, their address. If somebody asks for stuff like this, like that's kind of creepy. Let them know it's kind of a red flag. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the same as, you know, as your kid would not wander off, you know, in a dark alley that's by themselves and it's creepy and scary, then tell them that the internet can also have scary places like that. And so it's important to uh, be safe Right. And uh, if anything creepy is happening, if somebody's reaching out to you and 
asking you for a picture, you know, asking for a phone number, like I said, things like that. It's important for them to let you know, right? Mm-hmm. And ask your kid, what would you do if you're on this app and somebody says, well, you know, starts asking you for your name or asks you for, can I get a picture of your face? You know, mm-hmm. and that sounds harmless, right? A picture of your face, right? But then we don't know how that progresses, mm-hmm. right? Or if someone online that they don't know, they don't know them in real life, is asking, oh, how are you doing? You know, you seem like you're upset. You know, what's wrong? Right? Okay, like the stranger online is not genuinely care, like in- yeah. interested in what's going on with you, right? Um, let your kids know. And, you know, if you can, if your kids are online, like on Instagram, stuff like that, uh, which is not, they shouldn't be on until they're at least teenagers, right? Like maybe high school, mm-hmm. um, because that's just what they're doing nowadays. But if they are, then see if you can add them as a friend, if that's allowed. I mean, it might not be the coolest thing, but at least this way you can kind of know what their social circle, circles are and kind of monitor what they're posting. Mm-hmm. Because again, also let them know since you are going to be checking their phones and stuff, you know, the internet is a place where things don't disappear. And it's not very forgiving, right? And so they have to be careful what they post, right? And this is uh, very important for like pictures and stuff. So let them know, hey, if you don't want me to see this, if you wouldn't want your dad to see this, if if you wouldn't want your teachers, your uh, classmates or friends to see this, then don't post it online because it's not going to disappear, okay? And Snapchat people, (laughs) everything does not disappear on Snapchat, okay? You can take screenshots without knowing that the person took a screenshot. So that is totally possible nowadays. Um, So, you know, explain to them the stuff that they think like TikTok, oh, everyone wants to make TikToks, everyone wants to have YouTube channels, right? The kids, Mm -hmm. everyone wants to be an influencer. And, you know, and they could have a positive YouTube channel, right? They could maybe be like doing a cooking show or something. I don't know. (laughs) Or uh, maybe makeup tutorials, whatever it is that they're interested in. But uh, let them know of the risks that come with all of that. Right. Um, There's a lot of people online that are just out there to make people's lives miserable and, you know, not necessarily for money. Right. And um, but they're out there nonetheless. And um, just be careful with what you send on your phones. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not very uh, tech savvy, especially with Snapchat and things like that. But isn't there a certain age you can open an account or is it just open? So I know that they can they are not supposed to. Well, as long as you have an email address, really, and they'll ask okay. you for your age. But I mean, kids could lie about their age. You can make up anything. You could have multiple accounts, right? right? Uh, in like for proactive investigations, for instance, I've had multiple accounts. Mm. I still have more, like, you know, <laughs> they're still out there. So if a kid really wanted to, they could, you know, create an account. Um, and and of course, you know, what they see is based off like algorithms of what content they like, maybe their friends and things like that. And so you're thinking, oh, it's all good friends on there and nobody's looking at bad stuff because they're all good kids. But, you know, of course, like TikTok, Instagram, they're promoting, they're, you know, they're making money off promoting stuff, right? Even though it's a free platform in a sense. So the stuff that has like the most likes, whatever's the most popular, that stuff is still going to pop up, mm. right? And um, of course, there's, you know, like predators online, right? Uh, just just like there are in person. Um, and so 
you know, people are going to pose as things they're not. Guys will pose as girls, uh, pose as younger people, a uh, completely different person. They might not have any pictures at all. They might have pictures. There's there's just lots of different things. And so, again, it's important for you as a parent to have access to their apps, right? Um, if the kid's at a point where maybe they're not, you guys are not on the best of terms, maybe they're teenagers and they're rebellious at that point, right? And that happens. But if they won't let you in their app, for instance, then you can still go into like security settings and find out like where the data is being used the most. Okay. And so that's another way to find out where are they spend the most time. Okay. Right. And then, uh, so let's say your kid's getting on Instagram, right? Make sure it's a private account, right? You don't want it to be a public account because that means anybody and everybody sees everything they post. Right. Uh, turn their location settings off. That's important because you don't want people to know where they are. And this is important for adults, too. You don't necessarily want to put all your stuff out there. Right. Like if your kid's on vacation, then you're on vacation. Now somebody's out there knows that you're all out of town and oh, this is a great time to go to their house and get whatever they have. And, you know, just stuff like that. So every single app has its own security built in, uh, whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. And I mean, that's always, we can always delve into super all of that like another time, <laughs> getting into settings and all right, that, but, right. it's, but you can totally control all that just like with apps and everything else and with the other uh, security apps and stuff too. Okay. So, um, you know, like during COVID time, everyone was at home. There was, uh, you know, like we, we couldn't meet our friends, couldn't see our families. Everyone was on, um, on social media or, you know, using their devices, right? So um, in your field of work, do, did you find there were more cases then or was it just still the same? Because, you know, there's, you know, cases increase depending on, I guess, how things are at present, right? So mm -hmm. in um, in your field, has, has it changed much or is it basically still the same? I don't, um, I haven't done like a before and after for stats as far Correct. as before COVID or after COVID, but I know that everyone was more online, mm -hmm. right? Uh, especially I feel like TikTok kind of blew up more during okay. COVID and, uh, and also Snapchat. And so, uh, I know that there were like, <laughs> um, that there was, um, you know, kids were stuck at home and they still wanted to communicate with friends. Correct. And so like, kind of like what we were talking about earlier where, you know, they were kind of playing games of like puff, puff, pass, for instance, like on Snapchat, where everyone would just like record themselves taking a puff of a vape or whatever it is. And then they'd send it to their, the group chat because you can have it start a group chat on there, too. And then they would just all take turns and keep going until they passed out. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, one of the instances. Yeah. And um, I would say that. It was just a very different time for us. And I think things are getting more back to normal. Correct. So now that activities are more available for kids to do, it's important to get them physically active, too, and uh, interacting with people in real life, because that's one of the struggles also that, you know, millennials are having is how to communicate with people in real life. Right. They're so used to just doing everything on the phone. They uh, don't necessarily pick up on communication cues, body language, you know, and, and all of that. So. Even though it's still scary, some people are very scared still of COVID and other stuff and monkeypox and everything else that's going on. But it's important for us to have those everyday interactions in real life, uh, especially for our kids, because they learn by what they see, their environment and all of that. So, so it was more challenging for you all then during that time? 
I would say that, um, I mean, well, I didn't just focus on internet stuff, but right. uh, it was a lot easier to get more stuff. Uh, yeah. For instance, like in 2021, um, according to like the National uh, Center for Missing and Exploited Children, mm-hmm. there were o- over like 42,000 cases of uh, child pornography and stuff online, just online in Texas, oh my just in Texas, right? Uh, which is a really high number. It is. Yeah. Right. So. Wow. That's uh, that's just I sometimes I just think about it like, is it better to really have social media and have all of this than better not to, you know? And uh, so uh, I believe uh, another research study says something that there's like 51 percent of um interactions of that sort that are sort of sexual in nature was like Instagram, WhatsApp and Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. And we were talking earlier, like, um, you know, we always say it's like mostly it's the boys, right? Like we are worried about the boys because of, uh, you know, like when you were talking about uh, the game they were playing with uh, vaping and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we said, yeah, it's the boys or whatever. Right. But uh, even girls, I mean, girls are more also uh, maybe not maybe for other other reasons, right, that they yeah, absolutely. They're more susceptible to falling prey to online predators, right? Um, of course, especially when they're teenagers, you know, you're very like self-conscious of your body. How do I look? And then, you know, you look on Instagram and it's like, oh, these people are perfect. Look at her body, all these workout videos, right? And then mm-hmm. all this work that they're getting done. And so yeah. it's you have to explain to the kids that, look, this is not real. Right. Um, and even on TikTok, they have videos where they show you how to post to look skinnier, how to look like, you know, and, and all of that. So it's important to explain, explain all of that stuff um, so that they don't fall victim to, you know, being more self-conscious of what's going on. And if they are particularly very concerned with how they look and things like that, they're very sensitive or, you know, mm-hmm. feeling very negative about themselves and maybe uh, have them take a break you know, from Instagram or, uh, you know, take little breaks here and there. If they feel like they need to connect with their friends that way, then that's fine. But, you know, maybe limit it more. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard uh, like with the adults, they, you know, they detoxify. So in a sense, they do that. They they turn off their uh, social media. They turn off, you know, they have their uh, phones only for phone calls, but they don't go on any social media platforms Mm -hmm. because they want to just kind of, take a break, like you said. So, you know, that would, it would, uh, I guess it would be um, hard for the kids, though. Like for adults, it's like, you know, setting your mind ready for that. But for Mm -hmm. kids, I think that would be really difficult, especially teenagers. Right. But, you know, again, like if they're experiencing negative symptoms or, you know, there's uh, also like research done that shows that uh, especially younger females have, higher tendency of you know thinking of suicide and self-harm mm-hmm. uh you know and negative body images then you know like explain to them they just they're living in a fake like world, world yeah. <laughs> right and so that's another thing to look at is right. what does their f- profile look like online is it Correct. is it them or is it like a completely other person that you're like what yeah. who is this kid <laughs> All right, let's go on a uh, quick break. And when we come back, we will continue our conversation with Officer Khan. Uh, This is Chai Time on 99.5 FM.
Welcome back to Chai Time on 99.5 FM. We are in conversation with Officer Khan and we have been talking about um, the internet, the safety, the well-being for our kids, of course. And, um, you know, like we, I was just saying that while on break that um, it's a real struggle for parents, for all of us as parents, because we do want to implement uh, safety. We do want to make sure our kids are okay. And like I said, like we do have restrictions, we restrict them, but sometimes we are to a point where for how long or to what extent, right? So, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, again, like we were talking about, it's important to have conversations with your kids, know who their friends are, know their social circles, Right. And that way, if you have that open communication with them and be very non-judgmental, right? Um, not saying that you're going to be their friend, right? Of course, you know what's right and wrong. But at the same time, make it like a safe space so that they can come to you if, um, if they are, you know, experiencing something online or, you know, even in real life. Um, so make it okay for them to come to you without them feeling like you're going to judge them. Hmm. That, oh, my God, what did, what did I do? Or, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. But, you know, that's that's really important. And, of course, you know, kids, if they really want to do something, they're going to find a way to do it. <laughs> but They're smart. <laughs> but half the battle is educating the kids about, about the things that they can come across online. Yeah. And uh, know how the apps work, right? Like, okay, your kids have Instagram, but do you know how it works? Like, do you know how to access it? Do you know what's cool and how you know so know how the apps function Mm -hmm. right and then as far as like gaming goes like roblox or online gaming where there's chat rooms and all that stuff you know just uh maybe sit there maybe watch them play um and just so you can listen in because there are cases of you know like registered sex offenders that'll get into these games and be playing and then they start having like weird conversations with your kid and your kid's like oh that's weird but maybe they don't think anything of it Mm -hmm. right but and so this isn't about kids being bad. This is not about your kids. This is not about that you don't trust your kids or kids are trying to be mischievous and do devious things. It's about everything else that's out there that they're being exposed to, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, for instance, um, in a survey that was done last year, um, in, a, in a survey of 1,000 kids uh, between the ages of 9 and 17, mm-hmm. uh, they found that 28, 28% agreed that it was – okay to send like a nude picture i mean that's a really high number for such a young population right um 17 said they shared a pic with online with someone on social media uh 50 50 said they and that they didn't even know that person in real life right now where did these pics go we don't know <laughs> they're still out there they're somewhere um and you know of course not everyone that is asking for pictures necessarily a bad person or is going to do anything with the picture, but just be aware of that it's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, one in four kids will be asked for like a nude picture, kind of like how we talked about human trafficking. And, you know, when there's when there are runaways yeah. that uh, they'll be approached in the first 24 hours if they want to have, you know, sex or prostitute themselves. So just be aware of the dangers. Right. Explain these things to your kids. What are the outcomes of something like that? Right. Explain to them about pictures, um, you know, like nude photographs, okay? Okay, it's out there, right? It's kind of taboo, but let's just talk about it and get it out of the way, okay? If you're underage, if you're the under, under the age of 18, that's child pornography. So it's very important to stress this to boys, 
right, and girls alike, because, um, you know, if a boy says to bless them with a picture, which is what the term is, right, uh, meaning like, hey, bless me with a picture, like send me a picture, then, um, you know, keep in mind, that's child pornography, okay? And then if that boy goes and shares it with other people, now he's distributing it, mm-hmm. right? And then possession of it also, right, now uh, also there's the whole thing, like, if they're bullying somebody, cyberbullying, like making fun of them for how they look or whatever it is, uh, and then you're passing pictures like that of other people, now you're passing it. I mean, and then if a parent should find out at some point, I mean, that that's legal, that's legal trouble mm-hmm. for your kids, right? So it's really important to stress that. I mean, that's possession, distribution of child pornography. Okay. And um, so what is grooming then? So grooming is um, also kind of what happens to victims of human trafficking, right? Like what pimps will do. So, you know, they'll look online, they'll be looking for people that look like mainly girls that look like, you know, they're insecure, maybe, maybe they're posting sad stuff, maybe they don't have a lot of friends. Uh, A lot of times people, uh, kids will post how they're feeling, whether it's through a meme, right, or a quote that you're like, oh, it's like a sad, like emo type quote, or maybe it's the Joker quotes from the Joker movie. So based on what they're posting, people will be preying on them based off their posts, right? Or maybe there's a certain hashtag the kids have used that, um, you know, these people will be online, these online predators, and they'll pose as anything but themselves, right? Of course, I'm not going to say how old they are. They're going to say however old the kid is. They'll say, oh, yeah, I'm this old, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they'll try to befriend them, ask them what's wrong, what's going on. They'll try to build them up, like really create that relationship. And you're just wondering, like, in your head, like, how did my kid get involved in this basically online relationship, Mm -hmm. right? And um, so, you know, some ways to prevent that is, um, like, you know, if you start seeing changes in how they're behaving, your kid, uh, maybe if they're being more distant, uh, more isolated from you, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, missing school, being more secretive. Let's say you just walk in on them while they're on their phone and they quickly change the screen or, you know, every abrupt behavior, something like that. So, again, this is just open conversations, you know, knowing what's going on in your kid's life. And we're all really busy, right? We're all busy working harder than ever because everything costs so much more money. (laughs) But, um, you know, just just be cognizant of what's out there and uh, look for different behavior. You know, if uh, they start talking about like um, sexual things, or if they start talking about different stuff, uh, dressing differently, if they randomly have a new gift or something they received, and you're like, oh, where did this come from? I didn't get you this, you know? Um, So, yeah. yeah, It's just have to be on with the kids. Like, you have to be there for the kids. Like you said, Mm -hmm. open communication, that that is key, I guess, for... You know, to make sure that, you know, the kids are safe. I think with communicating with the kids, uh, many times as parents, we, we give all these restrictions. No, you cannot do this. You cannot do this. Don't do this. Don't do this and all Mm -hmm. that. But then we forget that we should give them a reason and why we should not. That (laughs) was my biggest thing. Right? Because as parents, we're always saying we think we have the, we have the authority, not we think, we do, but, Mm -hmm. but in our minds, we are like, it's for the safety of our children, but we need to let them know 
that it is for their safety and sharing, mm. you know, sharing stories or uh, articles and reading uh, these, you know, things that incidents that do happen in our city and right. having those conversations as well makes it so much more real for them. Right. right. That was my biggest thing growing up. It's like, okay, don't do this, but why? Why do I not do this? Tell me why. Right. Yeah. And so that's why it's like, look, this is all for your betterment, right? Let them know about the pictures. Talk to them about strangers online, stranger danger online, right? Um, and as long as they know why, then they themselves are not going to want to fall victim to that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they scary. themselves don't want that to happen. They just want to be cool. They have a, will have a good time with their friends. That's what they want. But um, there are a couple of different sites that they can also use on their own. Like, okay. let's say, for instance, they don't want to come to you mm-hmm. uh, because they're like, oh, no, this is weird. I don't yeah. want to talk to my mom. But so like uh, Love146, that's a, that's a site that they can go to. That's for kids, okay. like so that it's more relatable for them. Uh-huh. Right. And then No Filter, um, which is N-O-F-I-L-T-R. So no E. Um, that's another one. And this is for them, like, you know, if they feel that they can handle the problem themselves and maybe they want to reach out, but they don't want to talk to you about it as a parent, right? They feel weird about it, which is fine. So kids also, you know, are are very resourceful. So if they can handle it themselves, let them handle it themselves. But as long as they know that there's stuff they can do, right? Like blocking people, stuff like that, what to do, like, you know, hey, okay, so you block this guy. Now what happens? What if he creates another account? Well, wants to reach out to you, then what? Yeah. You know, are you going to go to the cops? Are you going to go to a teacher? Are you going to do something? And let's talk about, let's say something has happened, right? Let's say maybe they meet someone online and uh, maybe this person's bullying them, right? Or maybe this person is coaxing them into some sort of weird relationship, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of creepy. And maybe you come across it on the phone, right? So what do you do now? Right. So, like, keep that stuff, like, screenshot it or take a picture with your phone of it. Because if there is something that is of concern, then it's something that your local police department can look into. Okay. We have our own divisions um, that specifically look into whether it's, you know, uh, Internet stuff with children, right? Whether it's, like, asking for, like, pictures of young kids, uh, whether it's drug stuff, because there's a lot of drug stuff online, too. Mm-hmm. And so... You just got to reach out to somebody. And if there's somebody out there that needs to talk to somebody, I'm here and you guys can reach out to me and uh, we'll figure out the best way to uh, go about that. But definitely keep all of that stuff. Don't delete it. Take screenshots of it. And then we can figure it out from there. Okay. And um, so what are some incidents that you have come across in uh, past investigations? So... So as I said, I've had, you know, of course, my own alias accounts, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've had it happen a lot where, I mean, I wouldn't even post pictures of myself, right? Because that's, (laughs) I'm not going to put myself out there like that. But, um, you know, and I'd have a lot of people hit me up, like in my DMs, for instance, like on Instagram, right? That's really big, yeah, especially guys. And uh, based off what you post, they're going to try to talk to you in that, in that way. And so most of my stuff is just, oh, being cool, posting pictures of cool food or cool places or pictures, quotes, memes, you know, stuff like that. And so, I mean, I've been approached like without me even reaching out to anyone like, hey, you know, do you want to hang out? What can I get for you? Uh, You know, and then so there was one instance where I was just. Like the guy reached out to me like, hey, um, you know, you want some like X pills, you know, and 
I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, me as an officer, I'm like, sure. <laughs> this is how we do stuff, right? So, um, and so he was going to, he was going to get me the drugs, but really only because he wanted to pimp me out. He wanted to, you know, have me get into that. Oh, okay. And so there was a lot of talking and texting, and then we were talking on the phone. And so, um, and then ultimately, of course, we met and everything else yeah. um, for him to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, Thank you know, God. <laughs> people will go about their ways of what right. it is that they want. Because even I was like, oh, like, yeah, this guy's a drug dealer. But right. no, he's not a drug dealer. He's a wannabe pimp, right? Correct. Um, and that's and that's just with me, right? But, I mean, of course, um, I've spoken to, unfortunately, some kids also where, you know, their parents found out that they were uh, purchasing drugs online. It's very big out there. Snapchat, Instagram, Telegram, Signal, WhatsApp, all these, like, um, texting platforms and social media sites. Um, you can buy drugs however you want. They'll deliver it to you. Uh, you can cash up them the money. You can PayPal the money. You can, um, you know, however you want it. They'll deliver for kids. And that was the instance with um, some of these other kids that I um, ended up having a conversation with is that uh, they're affluent families, right? Like well-to-do, mm-hmm. parents have good jobs and all of that. But um, the kids were having the drugs delivered, and um, parents uh, come home, find their kid passed out. And um, and these are like 11 and 12-year-old kids that I was talking to. So very young kids, yeah. you know. And, and it's a whole other topic as far as drugs go. But just yeah. know that pills, vape pens, marijuana, all of that stuff is out there. And sure, marijuana is like almost legal, you know. But again, think of 11, 9-year-olds, you know, 10-year-olds smoking like 95% potent THC, that's a lot for a child. Enough to make him pass out, throwing up, everything else. Um, you know, keep in mind everything that everything isn't what it's supposed to be either. Yeah, yeah, right? it's worrisome. I mean, uh, Olivia has a 12-year-old son. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, and he's in, he's in what? He's Seven, in middle eight, school, right? Middle school. Yeah, and he'll be going to high school, as you know, in a few, in a year or so. Mm-hmm. And we always say it, it happens in, it starts in high school, but now we hear stories that it's even in middle school, like kids, because you're saying yeah. 11, 12, so they're right. still in middle school. So right. that is uh, very well, disturbing. I mean, I went to school down the street here at Jane Long. That's where I went to middle school. And I mean, they were they were selling marijuana in class. Oh, wow. <laughs> but that was way less potent marijuana than what, what's out there today, right? So, yeah. you know, just, you know, not saying you're going to monitor your kids every move, not saying you're going to be a Nazi and worry about all this stuff day and night. Of course, you're already worried about your kids, but just... Here and there, like, check on them, see what's going on. If you find um, their behavior different, you know, being erratic, acting differently, talking differently, weird smells, or you find weird stuff, um, you know, just talk to them about it. You know, you're not going to just spank them or take all their stuff away from them. Just have yeah. a conversation with them and see how they got there. Like, what happened? Why? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and um, you know... There are so many misconceptions as well within our community. We think, no, it won't happen to our children. You know, mm-hmm. they are, uh, you know, they, they are well brought up and mm-hmm. we are conservative. They're going to be a conservative families and mm-hmm. it, this will not happen. So the mis, the, you know, it's like in our minds, it's like it's not going to happen to our 
kids. It always happens to the low income children or low income Mm -hmm. families or kids, you know, families who need the money and kids who are the bad kids, like Mm -hmm. they say. And uh, same things with schools. Right. You know, a lot of times it's that uh, it's that belief that it only happens to schools in bad areas. It's right. not schools in in good areas, right? And yeah, which is very untrue. <laughs> which is so untrue because even yeah. even when my kids were growing up and they mm-hmm. were in high school, um, the very first day I remember my son telling me that they had other kids saying, "Hey, you want something." You want something mm-hmm. to feel good. And they would literally mm-hmm. sell it behind the school building. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, even in that time, it, it was still yeah. it's still happening. And it's happening right. even more so because, you know, when with social media and mm-hmm. being more on our uh, devices. Right. And again, not that your kids are bad or want to do anything bad. But like, for instance, if you go on Instagram, the explore feature, right? What do you see? All kinds of stuff, very, very like sexually stimulating, all of that stuff, right? Right. And so, our kids are becoming more desensitized to to sexual content and also to uh, like violent images and stuff. And so that's why it's important to just know what's going on. And uh, it's not a matter of oh, it's never going to happen. They're not going to see this. They're not going to see that. I mean, because they are. Yeah. Right? Even in TikTok, explore all of that stuff. So. It's matter. It's more about just educating them, and uh, so that they make informed decisions about the stuff that they're coming across. Just yeah. like with drugs, because drugs are not what they are anymore. It's just, you know, it's like X is not X. It's meth. It's all meth. Correct. So just teach them about the dangers about. You yeah. know, experimenting and things like yeah, you're that. You're so passionate about this this topic. I am. <laughs> I you think I have kids, but <laughs> I just hate that our kids get preyed on uh, like this by like adults. You know. Yeah. So I mean, like that one case. Um, I was uh, like friends with this guy for like a year and a half online before he finally decided to like meet up with me and sell me stuff. So. Yeah, you know, and you were doing your job, so you know, like you know how to handle it and and what right. to do. But then when yeah. when you're doing while you are doing your job, you're you're probably right. thinking about what about these kids who unknowingly right. get into fall into this trap. You know, and not they knowing. don't know what they're getting. I mean, drug dealers aren't out there like, oh, this is a good amount of this. This is good potency for this. They don't care about that. It's just about the money, right? And so it's just it's one thing if it's adults that are making their own informed decisions and. That's their choice. But kids don't get a choice in that, right? Like, they're kids. They don't know any better. They're still developing physically, emotionally, you know, and all of that until, what, 25 or something? (laughs) (laughs) Their frontal lobe and stuff is still developing. So, you know. So do schools have programs where the officers can go and, you know, uh, talk or make them aware of things of safety and things like that or they are there... have resource officers i just don't know how much they do okay. um i don't mind doing it yeah that would be a good to idea kids um but yeah i mean I'm definitely i don't mind having that conversation it's something we could set up in the future <laughs> <laughs> i know hpd uh before covid i mean we always had um you know we had assistant chief bashir come on mm-hmm. the show we had sergeant yusuf come on the show and they mm-hmm. uh, would talk about uh, the different uh programs that right. hpd had and it, it was wonderful like they had ones for for youths and kids also we right? have like six different youth programs which 
next time maybe I'm on, we can talk about all the stuff that our <laughs> yeah. community is not taking advantage of. But is it back on now? Has it yes. started again? Okay. Yes, definitely. There's We have a bunch of uh, programs to get kids more involved, like physical, physically, physical activity for them. Even, um, you know, officers that serve as like mentors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just another person that they can talk to, maybe confide in if they feel like it. And um, even just for, and it's all free, right? Because okay. especially our division, like we're big on um, doing a lot of stuff with the kids. We have the Explorers program. Yeah. Uh, you can get, they can even get scholarships for that, like, you know, oh, wow. for college. And GH Pals, we have, um, we do stuff with the Boys and Girls Academy or Boys and Girls Club, sorry. And yeah, we have. Yeah, a lot and, of stuff and any certain kids. ages or is it? Uh... Uh, basically up through high school. Okay. So if there are high schools, for instance, that we don't necessarily cater to right now, or if we are, don't have officers that are uh, mentoring in those uh, schools right now, then again, just people can reach out to me and I can hook you guys up with one of those one of those people. And yeah. Okay. And is there any a, a number you can share with our listeners? That would be a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to have to look up the number for, but it'll be the Office of Community Affairs. Okay. Uh, And that's, that's where I work. And that's where we do all the positive policing and positive interactions with the community. Yeah. And it sounds like fun. I mean, not only kids, I mean, us adults can go (laughs) come and visit and learn something, right? Yes. Well, we also have the Citizens Police Academy, right? Which is for... The regular citizen to go through. Um, it's a few weeks long, but you, but you kind of get to go through sort of a police academy. But for you guys, so you get to experience what it's like, and you, know, you get we a get certificate. <laughs> you can definitely do it. Okay. Right along. <laughs> that would right. be fun to just yes. go right along with a police officer yes. and uh, you know learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, just going for a drive and just, just an adventure over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, before we wrap up, any, uh, you know, message for our parents watching, our listeners, and even our young youth who are, you know, probably watching the show? <laughs> oh, so uh, that's how I <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> I would just say that, you know, this segment wasn't to scare people or, or anything like that. It's just so that, you know, you guys can be more informed about what's out there uh-huh. and just know what your kids are being exposed to. Okay. And, um, you know, just try to have that relationship with your kids to where they can come to you and talk to you about things. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will share that number on our uh, Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, sorry, I'll pull it no, up. <laughs> no worries. We will uh, share the number as well on our Facebook page. But thank you so much, Officer uh, Khan, for joining us this morning on Definitely. Chai Time. Definitely. It was um you know, such great information. I know it is overwhelming for us parents. And um, sometimes it's such a scary place, but it does right. not have to be right. Like, right. I can give my, um, <laughs> my work number. Sure. Uh, if, if someone has questions about our segment today or um, needs guidance or anything, it's uh, 832-727-5496. Okay, 832-727-5496. Uh-huh. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you, listeners, for joining us here on Chai Time this morning. I hope you guys, uh, you know, enjoyed the show, got a lot of information. And if you want to get in touch with Officer Khan, she has shared her number. So <laughs> <It's> <laughs> any <my> questions? <laughs> 
<laughs> any questions, she's uh, open and, you know, willing to answer them. Uh, anything related uh, to the topic we talked about today. Um, so take care. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Um, have a great week. And signing off, this is Chai Time on 99.5 FM. <laughs>